pleasure to say good morning to Tim Hudak, former leader of Ontario's Conservatives, now at the Ontario Real Estate Association. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, John Moore. All right, let's talk about the rapporteur. I, honestly, yes. had you ever heard the word before 5.15 yesterday? <laughs> if I had a dime for every time where there's a sticky situation I face in government, and I said, John, if there's only a good rapporteur hanging around, we'd be through with that. I mean, th- this is perfectly mockable. 30 years, let's put it together, time in politics and my time in, um, in the Ontario Real Estate Association CEO uh, we're looking at 26 years now. I have never heard this term before. I had to look it up. I, I did find UNESCO has used a good rapporteur back in 93. The, the WTO had one. They're basically people, we call them the stenographer. The, I found a book, Seekers Becoming a Good Rapporteur. <laughs> they monitor development of certain events, captures and reports key resolutions and consensus outcomes. If there's any sign of a government that is fading, that is lost its way on a serious issue. I mean, this is a textbook example. What you need, and you need this as a government, is to have somebody with the the ability to to summon people to court, to compel testimony, to cross-examine, shine the clear light of day and report to the public. That's what you need. He should get on with it. Yeah, it just strikes me as uh, I I would more expect it to be somebody who's sitting in the corner with some mulled wine and a a good story. Although I realize that's a raconteur, not a rapporteur. (laughs) But it's closer. It's closer. What was the, the, uh, oh man, I'm going to lose the group. There's a a band that had a name much like this. That's what immediately came to mind. But boy, I mean, it's been two weeks. Uh, He has not responded effectively to this. And he comes with this namby-pamby, half-assed solution. Holy smokes. You you need leadership, you need clarity, and for the sake of your own caucus who are in the spotlight, you need transparency, you need truth, you need an answer to an inquiry. Okay, so in other political news, Doug Ford suffering a bit of a setback in the courts. Uh, The court saying that a cap that he wanted to put on how much unions and other interest groups could spend in an election is actually unconstitutional. I appreciate this is going to go to the Supreme Court, uh, but it's an interesting development. It is. It is actually interesting. So the um, the appeals court found that the notwithstanding clause was applied um, appropriately, but they did then find uh, what I'll call a bit of a loophole. So when you use a notwithstanding clause, it can only go over certain parts of our constitution, section three, and then section seven to fifteen. They deal with fundamental freedoms, legal rights, equality rights, but you can't uh, override. Uh, particularly with Section um, 2, right, where it's about your democratic rights. So the appeals court is saying that by limiting advertising, you're restricting somebody's ability to vote. So it's an interesting case. So it'll go to the Supreme Court, uh, as you said. To, to me, John, I, it is important to have some restrictions on what third parties can do. They can have an unweighty influence on an election outcome. When you can raise money, either a corporation or usually in Canada, public sector unions, you can outspend any political party three or four to one. And if you spend enough money, you throw enough mud, you can make Mother Teresa look suspicious, for goodness sakes. So you should have some degree of restriction, whether it's 12 months, 6 months, what have you, as long as we have some sort of balance of parties, politicians can get their vote out for all of us to decide, sorry, their their positions out, without having it muddied by third parties with that kind of overwhelming bombardment of, uh, of anti-party uh, election campaigning. The deputy mayor of Toronto, who basically is the mayor currently, of Toronto has sent letters to the provincial and federal governments begging for money. Um, you're kind of uniquely positioned to talk about this, I guess, because you live in two different municipalities. And I have to think that a lot of people who don't live in Toronto are like, screw you, pay for your own stuff. 
Uh, There's always that sentiment that there's no dope. But what actually every municipality is going to have some need post COVID. Their revenue would have been down. Their costs up because larger cities have a greater demand on social services. They'll have a disproportionate burden. But typically in an area like this, if Toronto gets its way in other municipalities, it it will trickle down as well to smaller ones that will get some share of the pie. I I think um, Deputy Mayor uh, McKelvey is um, is doing the appropriate thing here. It's just hard, right? John Tory had a, I'd say, almost unique ability across Canada, John, to bring both uh, Justin Trudeau and Doug Ford to the table. He's remarkably successful in getting money from federal and provincial governments for a variety of things, from COVID funding to the biggest subway expansion we've seen in, you know, in a lifetime. It's hard to do it when you're in the acting position. It's hard to do it when you're not that well-known. I, I think one of the impacts here will be for at least, what, six months for an election, you know, get your footing sometime before you can advance this cause. It is dramatically damaged by not having John Tory there at the helm and getting this funding for the city and for other municipalities too. Interesting that you frame it that way, but you're right. I think that John Tory in some respects is like a national figure or was, even though he was mayor of Toronto, he was known across the country. Uh, Jennifer McKelvey, I'm sure is quite capable, but I'm also wondering if Queens Park and Ottawa are just going to say, yeah, no, (laughs) raise your taxes. It's just not going to register on the same level. The inability to, well, those relationships wouldn't exist at the same level just because of the acting position. You won't command the same voice or media attention. You need to sustain that for some time before the national provincial government will budge. It is an uphill battle until a new mayor is in place. And will that mayor even have the, the capabilities uh, of a John Tory? We'll have to see. Are we being whiners and complaining about the snow clearing operation in the wake of Friday into Saturday's storm? An awful lot of people are saying, that the city is barely navigable if you're not on four wheels. Yeah, I think we are whining. Uh, <laughs> that was a uh, that was a heavy snowfall. I'll, I'll, I'll confess here, John. I will confess uh, on the morning brief. I become a weatherman skeptic. I find they are more inaccurate than well, even politicians and what they promise. They'll predict ten storms and one will land. This one kind of did. That was over a foot of snow. It was heavy. I was out shoveling myself. I actually think that in all of that coming down so quickly, the city did a fine job. And uh, good for people coming and clearing off you know where where stops are going to be for for transit but when you've got to make that call limited resources heavy snow do you clear the roadways first or bicycle lanes i picked the roadways i made the right call not sure what kind of music you used to use when you hit the stage as a politician but uh, some members of the tragically hip are upset uh, that uh, conservative party events have used a tragically hip song what's intriguing here and so canadian tim is that apparently they actually paid for the use of the song but still does a band or an artist do they get to say you can't use my music Mm. No, I don't <laughs> think so. If you pay for, yeah, I I face this, and man, who was it? Was it Arcade Fire? Somebody didn't like what I stood for, and did the same thing to me. But we plowed on with the music. Take it as a compliment. That means you get the crowd revved up. They like it. I've been a big hip fan. Jeez, one of the first, you know, this band I probably saw the most in concert, and they're losing points on this one. No matter what the party, uh, there's actually you. We would have debates, Joe. We would have significant debates among political staff as to what tune you would play when the leader was going to the stage for a a fundraising event or a major announcement, and what tune when you walk away. There would be fistfights over what music to play. 
they should take it as a compliment. It's a big call in front of a lot of people. Uh, I'm down on the hip as a result of this one. Okay. Are you going to go chain yourself to a tree in the Don Valley? Apparently, Metrolinx is going to tear down 2,700 trees. Yeah, I've lost I've lost patience with the protesters on <laughs> on this one. It's, man, this this portrayal of Metrolinx a bunch of subterranean you know tunnel digging people who hate trees and sunlight. Give me a break. Look, they even counted the trees two thousand seven eighty seven. They named them. We know how many Manitoba maples or white mulberries there are for for goodness sake, which tells me they're going to replace those trees and then some. We are digging tunnels. We're making an investment not just for a decade or two, but for a century. It turns out once you build the tunnels and you plant on top, you can actually grow trees again. In fact, for every tree taken down, you could do, they say, up to 50 more. And let's not lose sight of what's really happening here. By building subways that are going to last for a century, the reduction in the carbon footprint as a result of taking more cars off the road will dwarf the loss of a tree that is replaced a few years later. This goes in the category of give me a break. Just keep digging and build those subways. I haven't looked at the video. I don't know if you have. I've only looked at the still image, which is disturbing enough, but a, a Ukrainian prisoner of war who is executed effectively by Russian soldiers. And for me, it's just about the depravity of this entire military campaign. I've not looked at the uh, video. I don't, I don't know if I will um, uh, either, John. But uh, to, to be that, um, I think, courageous, uh, when you've got the muzzle point in your head and you realize that you are going to die, to think then about family and your, your fellow uh, comrades uh, in arms uh, fighting to uh, fighting back the Russians the invasion of Ukraine, uh, incredible character. And, and this, this gentleman, the soldier, will be an inspirational hero uh, to his fellow, fellow troops when you, when you use that tactic. And then it goes live across the world in video. Just imagine how that will actually inspire the troops and deflate your own chances. God bless the ability to stay focused when that is about your life's about to end, to actually do the last bit of your will and soul to support the troops at home. Thank you, sir. Good to have you. Have a good day. Tim Hudak is with the Ontario Real Estate Association.